I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Poor Jojo. What's wrong, little man? Hi, Adolf. Want to tell me about that rabbit incident? What was all that about? They wanted me to kill it. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Don't worry about it. I couldn't care less. But now they call me a scared rabbit. Let them say whatever they want. People used to say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, look at that psycho. He's going to get us all killed. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello and welcome to another episode of Syndicate. I'm your host, Armand Haddad. This season we are exploring the cinematic adaptations of beloved stories. Today we are looking at the film adaptation of Jojo Rabbit by Taiki Watsiti. But before we join the Hitler Youth, I am joined <laughs> by a returning guest, the audio extraordinaire and fellow podcaster Aaron Julian. Oh, Armand, you got me. Yes. I did not Welcome see that. Back. I did not see that joke coming. No, no, not at all. So yeah, we're talking about Jojo Rabbit today, and this time around, you and I both saw Jojo Rabbit beforehand. Yes, that's so, a that's a first for us, I think. Yeah, because you recommended me. From Beyond. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, The Mist. Ooh. And then now we're like, Jojo Rabbit. Sure, why not? So let me ask you this. Before we really get into the nitty gritty, how did you first hear about Jojo Rabbit? I can't quite remember because I knew I heard about it at the time that it came out. Uh, probably some hearsay from friends like, oh, you should check it out. It's mm-hmm. good. And I have, a, I have a weird reflex where if something's popular and people keep bugging me to check it out, it immediately puts me off of it. And I don't <laughs> want anything to do with it. I'm like, no, let me discover on my own. And it's, But usually they're right. And usually I get back to it later and I'm like, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. And so, yeah, it was one of those situations where I just had nothing to do. And I'm like, I'm in a movie watching mood. What should I watch? And yeah. I'm like, well, I'll finally get to Jojo Rabbit. Mm. And boy, am I glad that I did. 
Yeah, I remember. So I saw it. I didn't see it in theaters for whatever reason, but I saw it as soon as it went on video. Mm. And I think that's when you saw it as well, because I remember you watched it a little bit later than the theatrical release. Yeah, I think it was on uh, the Hibbo, HBO Max. Oh, it was? I think it was at some point. I think I remember that, yeah. And I was like, I saw it already. So... (laughs) Um, I first heard about it because I saw the trailer and I mean, I love World War II stuff. I'm mm-hmm. a big Wolfenstein fan, as you know, Aaron. I think you are too. Yes. Yeah. Especially the new ones. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They're so good. So seeing this, seeing uh, Taiki Watiti playing an imaginary Hitler to this young boy, <laughs> I'm like, what kind of movie is this? I remember because like when that trailer dropped, like people in where I work, they're like, did you see this? Oh my God, it's crazy. Like, yeah, we had a lot of fun talking Mm. about what this movie could be. And then it was also uh, the director, Mr. Watiti, he quickly said, it's about Mm anti-hate because nowhere in the trailer does it imply that it's about like this heartfelt story that it ends up becoming? No, he had to head that thing off the pass immediately. <laughs> this does not glorify the Nazi regime at yes. all. <laughs> I am Jewish, don't you know? Yep. Yeah. So I find it interesting that him, it's just like Mel Brooks. Yes. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Okay. Um, I was going to bring it up later, but uh, he he very much he's like you know what if anybody's going to play Hitler it's me mm. because uh, as 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 a Jew um, the and he he follows the kind of Mel Brooks uh, philosophy of uh, what to do about the Nazis and mm. Mel Brooks is like you know what um, I'm going to disempower them by making them complete buffoons in nice. everything I ever do uh, and uh, but, but be by their by their foolishness basically mm. um takes their ideology and just mocks it mercilessly mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. thinks that's the best way to go about it like don't rather than you know just like not glorifying it or not talking about it at all that was his approach to it and uh, i i would venture to say uh ytd takes the same exact approach in this film mm. yeah 100 percent. because like what drew me towards it because like it had like the producers vibe to it. Yes. And same thing with the producers. Like when that movie came out, the the remake with Matthew Broderick and mm-hmm. Nathan Lane, I was like, how old was I? I think I was like 14, 13. And I was like, I didn't even know movies could be like this. Yeah. They're, they have Nazis in it and like they're making fun of them and they're like, it's like a comedy with, Nazis and it's like what what is happening this is like I've never seen anything like this before Mm -hmm. and then I would say Jojo Rabbits you know you take the musical elements out of it like in the producers and you just have this dramatic story I think it's like the producers if it was made now yes it's very much that kind of irreverent vibe Mm -hmm that is taking a, a very serious and awful subject and yes. um, putting it through the ringer of comedy to, um, I guess, make it more palpable, but also 
it's a it's a strategy to delegitimize mm -hmm. um and it, in a way survive by laughing right. at uh th this 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 horrible horrible evil yeah. um and, it, and it's a very powerful tool i think mm -hmm. yeah i agree because using comedy can be a weapon and a way for people to confront those things in humanity because like the Nazis World War II wasn't that long ago no it was not even a hundred years ago and Hitler when he rose to power what was 90 years ago by now yeah 33 to 39 yeah and yeah so it's it's very recent mm -hmm. and what makes it alarming which we can unpack later is this didn't happen in like a third world country this didn't happen you know in like Africa or South America this happened in Germany mm -hmm. in the heart of Europe like I was looking at like the, wor the world's most powerful nations America's number one of course USA <laughs> USA <laughs> And then Russia's number two. Mm -hmm. China's number three. And then Germany's number four. That's yeah. just today's standards. So if you were to turn the clock back, it's just astonishing how this nation just ramped up the war machine and just steamrolled all of Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, they had their... Uh, World War One was kind of their 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 great chance to prove who they were on the world stage mm -hmm. and to finally be taken seriously. And then when that collapsed in defeat, there's this kind of uh, reaction reactionist approach against mm -hmm. it. To uh, you, you know, we've been defeated and we got to blame somebody, and mm -hmm. uh, we need like a bold, brave new leader to you know yeah. lead us back to the glory that we're supposed to have. And that gets all twisted into this national fervor. Yeah. And it's just ordinary people in very dire circumstances that mm -hmm. ended up getting swept up into this or mm -hmm. afflicting it or being afflicted mm -hmm. by it. Um, but this is not a history podcast. This no. is a film <laughs> criticism podcast. Yeah, but it is important with the context of what this movie is all about. And speaking of the movie, Aaron. Yes. You know what time it is. A minute to win it. A minute to win it. Let's do some elevator pitches. Please stand clear of the closing door. So for those that don't know, if you're selling a movie on a friend, you really only have 60 seconds to do so. So here in Seneca today, we are going to put one minute on the clock. So Aaron, I need you to summarize Jojo Rabbit within 60 seconds. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, we're going to start in three, two, one. Okay, it's springtime for Hitler in Germany. <laughs> uh, we find ourselves in World War II uh, Germany with uh, Jojo, a, a very bright, spirited German lad who is super patriotic, super devoted uh, to Germany and all that it stands for, which at the time is uh, the Nazis and Hitler. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he loves Germany so much that... He has Hitler as an imaginary friend who <laughs> is encouraging him to be uh -huh. the best Hitler youth that he can be. Except one day he finds out that uh, there is a Jewish girl hiding in his house and his mom <gasps> is hiding her there. 
and uh, the the whole story unfolds with how is he uh, going to balance his love for Hitler and his newfound love for this Jewish girl, and for the result of that, you're just either going to have to watch the film or listen to our discussion. Oh my goodness, with three seconds to spare. <gasps> Great job. That's what I absolutely love about this movie is because... So you have the aesthetic of wartime Germany mm-hmm. in the 40s. And the heart of it is this young boy who... He's the main character, so we like see the world through his eyes. And it's like through a child's eyes and how a child would see the whole Nazi regime mm-hmm. happening. And his ideology is put to the test when he finds out that his mother is hiding a young Jewish girl Mm -hmm. in their house to evade the Gestapo. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. That's very much, uh, like a child's eye view Mm -hmm. of, uh, Germany and, uh, the world at that time. Something I noticed is, uh, the, the color palette of this film, lots of bright, vivid colors. Yeah. Um, especially early on in the film. Mm -hmm. And it kind of represents that naive outlook on life or optimistic, Right. And uh, and kind of dovetailed with that is uh, you have there, there's a great focus on fashion in this movie. Yes. And uh, I believe Taika Waititi uh, said in some commentary that uh, he wanted to express um, that as we often view and recollect uh, Europe at that time, it's often very dreary and drab and part of that's like yeah everything's in all the photos are in black and white <laughs> part of that too is just the 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 shadow of evil that hangs over the whole mm. affair um but he wanted to kind of emphasize the humanity of the mm. germans at that time and right. um the the fullness of life that they had and they had a, a you know vibrant culture with right. a bunch of different foods and fashion and architecture and there's a lot of attention to detail uh, to that in this movie, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate it for that. Yeah, you. It's, it's like a a slice of life during yeah. that time, and it's it's not only a slice of life of German life, but it's a slice of life of the Nazi life, and that's just such an intriguing time for those people. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned fashion, architecture, and all these vibrant things that represented Deutschland because that's how Hitler ended up selling Nazism Mm. is that Nazism and fascism was like at the intersection of fashion, architecture, culture, and music. Mm -hmm. And that's how he sold uh, Nazism. And that's how it penetrated from the top where he was German high command all the way to normal everyday life. And Mm -hmm. that ideology just, permeated everything and you can tell because in the beginning of the film there's like Nazi banners everywhere there's Mm -hmm. Nazi iconography everywhere and I gotta bring up like the intro sequence which is this has I I hope uh, Taiki Watiti like this was his idea because like Mm -hmm. it was so ingenious to do would you like to explain what happened yes um there is a German cover of um, goodness. What what song was that? I want to hold your hand. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, by the Beatles. Yeah, and um, as as part of that, um, 
the the whole introduction uh, sequence is basically uh, like Jojo getting ready for war, mm. uh, strapping on his uniform and uh, his like trusty pocket knife, and <laughs> um, and he's basically just like getting ready for uh, his day at the Hitler Youth Camp, mm. and. Uh, we we basically have Hitler giving him a pep talk, yes, and just hyping him up to, uh, you know, get Jojo to be excited about uh, being a Nazi and proving that he's the best Nazi out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it crescendos into uh, this this German version of uh, this Beatles song, mm-hmm. and it's just exuberant and full of life. And like, I got excited about the Nazis <laughs> just listening to this. <laughs> Yeah, I love how they mirrored Beatlemania yes. with like Adolf Hitler and like the German people losing their minds. Like, oh, it's it's our great savior. It's it's the new leader. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you knew this, but Hitler had a ninety eight percent approval rating in nineteen thirty nine. Wow, ninety eight percent. Ninety eight. That's astonishing. I'm not yeah. sure I trust that fully, but that's astonishing nonetheless. <laughs> He he won by a landslide. Yeah. Let me tell you. And I just find it interesting, like, when the war ended and, like, all the Germans were like, oh, we never supported him. I'm like, mm, <laughs> how convenient that you're more, saying that. A lot more popular than you might expect. Right. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to point out. I, I doubt this was intentional, but um, have you played any of the new Wolfenstein games? I played them all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in in this game, it's it's like an alternate history, alternate timeline thing where the Germans won, mm-hmm. um, and to kind of reinforce that, you can find these records throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, where it's basically like, uh, if the Germans had taken over, mm-hmm. there would have been a a a, a pop band. Um, <laughs> that's yes. basically the German version of the Beatles. Yes. And so they have these kind of originally produced, um, uh, foreign language covers of a bunch of different pop and rock songs from like the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. and uh so I, I i very much the 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 two ideas of um you know hitler being as popular as the beatles and this alternate history where they won and have this kind of cultural domination over the world mm-hmm. um those kind of, those two ideas went nicely in hand even though i doubt it was intentional on uh, on the part of uh, uh ytt yeah, I just wonder what inspired him because like this movie came out after Machine Games created the Wolfenstein reboot mm-hmm. games and I'm not saying that he stole it from them. I'm just saying... You think if, he cribbed some notes? I think he was like, hmm, this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. Um, but... Yeah, and, and and it's also tempting, I think, to kind of read this movie in uh, in the context of t- uh, the politics of the last four years and everything mm. that's happened there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a legitimate reading of it. I don't think that's really what uh, Waititi intended or mm. wanted it to get caught up in. It wasn't. Mm. All, it's it's not only about that in a way that a lesser movie would um it's about so much more right i think that was part of the marketing for it like the subtext of the marketing at least it wasn't as like sanctimonious as one of the wolfenstein trailers where it's like 
it has a pull quote from I think Polygon where it's like, "This might be the most important game of the year." It's like, okay, that was get a new it. Colossus, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so. Is that, that the same trailer where it's like punch a Nazi today? Yeah, make America Nazi free again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this movie is not so self righteous. Um, it, it's 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 operating on a bit of a deeper level than that. That's why I appreciate the movie so much more is because it is a giant warning label for getting swept up with fanaticism, mm-hmm. 100%. Because like Jojo, he's just, well, he's 10 and... Yeah, nine maybe. So walk with me with this. So okay. I think the imaginary Hitler character that Watiti plays... That is the subconscious of Jojo. Mm-hmm. And as the film progresses, like uh, Hitler is like being portrayed in different ways in different circumstances. And by the end of the film, um, Jojo ends up shaking off that imaginary character within his brain because like it's a, uh, a caricature of what Adolf Hitler was. Mm-hmm. Like this is his interpretation of Adolf Hitler through the mind of a 10 year old child. Right. Yeah. I, I think symbolically it also represents, uh, it's a personification of Germany's fashion fascination, um, with fasc- fascism and, uh, fascination <laughs> and, uh, as well as Hitler himself. Uh, and, and we see this kind of progress through the, through the movie where every time, uh, Hitler pops up, he's got a bit of a different outfit. Um, yeah. it's a bit more muted and faded and gray. Um, you know, his, his 1939 appearance is like, you know, parade ready and, right. uh, super sharp and, uh, bright and colorful. And then as it progresses through the film, uh, there's some changes to it where it gets more cold and muted and drab. And then, mm-hmm. um, finally at, at the very end, uh, he's basically like covered in the dust of rubble yes. and uh, he's bleeding down the side of his head mm-hmm. where he shot himself yep. and is kind of in a drunken crazy rage <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it very much I think represents uh, how Germany viewed Hitler as the war progressed and mm. as things got more and more dire and worse right right yeah now that's a, that's a really good interpretation Cause like, yeah, I think you're on to something. Cause like, have you noticed that as the film progressed, his appearances were more sporadic mm-hmm. because in the beginning it was like, you know, he saw Hitler a lot. Yep. And then as he kindled this relationship with this young girl, the Jewish girl, Elsa, Elsa, he saw Hitler less and less. Mm hmm. That, that the whole fanaticism with Nazism faded away to, I guess, the background. And Hitler was kind of jealous. Yeah. Or perhaps another way to interpret that is Hitler has less and less uh, use for Jojo over time. Mm, um, it, less power. It, it's a, yeah, it's a not so friendly relationship anymore. Right. The spell was broken. Mm. Yeah. Spell his spell over Germany was broken. Yes, you see it in the beginning. It's like there's hope, everything's vibrant. Yeah. Then near the end of the film, Germany is in rubble. Mm-hmm. 
and Hitler is dead. The guy that started everything. He took the coward's way out. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a rude awakening and coming of age for JoJo, but a very necessary one. For sure. So let's switch gears and let's talk about Elsa. Yes. So what did you think about her character? Very interesting and intriguing. So she's set up as, I believe, the classmate of uh, Rosie's daughter. Yeah. Uh, and the sister so. of JoJo. Mm-hmm. And so um, because of that, there's this personal connection between Elsa and Rosie, JoJo's mom. And I don't know if it's because of that, but it's a it's a very plausible explanation for how Elsa ended up hiding in the house mm. um, to begin with. And it probably has something to do with uh, with Rosie's attitude about the Nazi regime mm. and, um, you know, trying not to go along with it to the extent that she can. And so, um, yeah, Elsa is uh, in, in some ways kind of an antagonist against Jojo where Jojo's whole goal is to, you know, get accepted into the Hitler youth and become the best Nazi that he possibly could. Mm -hmm. And that is interrupted when he throws a potato masher grenade right in his face (laughs) and blows up. Uh, And so, uh, he, he he's basically the he, he can't he can't go to the Hitler Youth Camp anymore because of his uh, wartime injuries, yeah. and so he kind of goes to like the Cub Scouts. Um, if he just got demoted from the Boy Scouts, yeah, he started working for that officer that's played by Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, and like he's like he lost vision in one eye because of some war injury mm-hmm. so he's like kind of like delegated to like office duty right so everybody gets demoted he goes back and he can't really do anything for the Hitler youth but his his mom uh, God bless her is trying to instill this kind of sense of pride and determination in her son and so she insists that he's got to do something find something for him to do mm-hmm. And uh, Jojo gets this idea where, um, you know, he, he gets like a little, some odd jobs around town, but yeah. he gets this idea where what he's really going to do is he is going in, in collaboration with imaginary Hitler is <laughs> he's going to basically find out all of Elsa's Jew secrets and, yes. um, and put it all together in a book and then present this to uh, Hitler so yes. that um, they'll know all of the Jews secrets and an expose yes and be able to finally eliminate them and in so doing <laughs> uh, Elsa you know she's a few years older I think 14 or so 15 yeah. around that age so like a little bit too old for him um, and she sees through this right away and uh, you know just decides to fuck with him and feeds them false information and we grow like wings. Yep. Our hair covers our horns. <laughs> yeah. And you know, food will kill us instantly. <laughs> so give me food if you want me to die. Yeah. It's a bit of a reverse psychology thing. And Jojo falls for it, of course. Yes. Um, Cause he's so uh, taken by Nazi ideology mm-hmm. and is also like nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, over time, it's this interesting relationship because there's this kind of surface tension where 
Jojo has to be the best Nazi ever and so wants to turn Elsa in uh, but she uh, threatens to kill him uh, and or uh, his mom if he reveals mm-hmm. uh, and he can't tell his mom because that would be telling somebody else and then yeah. Elsa would have to kill her yes. and so that kind of strains the relationship between he and his mom mm-hmm. and then Elsa is also uh, you know she's trying to survive and Jojo kind of gets feelings for her over time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she in kind of challenging everything that he believes is I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She's the catalyst for this kind of development process that Jojo has over time where he realizes that, oh, like the Jews aren't all that bad. And, um, oh, what's going on with Germany and Nazis and what they're doing to Jewish people? He has to resolve that kind of conflict. And so... And it's, it, I, I love that this issue and its interrelated issues are all explored through characters and their relationships with each other mm. because you have yeah. the Nazi ideology um, personified by imaginary Hitler yeah. and uh, Jojo's like best buds with him and wants to, you know, wants to make him proud. And then he has this conflicting relationship with Elsa where he's like, oh, I love you and um, you're actually like a great person mm-hmm. and um, I, I I have to make Hitler proud and turn you in, but I can't because you're actually awesome. <laughs> and, and and meanwhile, his uh, he's got this relationship with his mom where mm-hmm. uh, the, these kind of conflicting desires, he takes it out on her mm-hmm. and um, she's uh, she's a single mother. Uh, her, her husband, Jojo's father, passed away mm-hmm. um, think in the war or before the war something like that i think the movie is pretty ambiguous because like he's so the story was told to jojo that he was like in italy Mm -hmm. they're like well we haven't heard from him in two years yeah so the 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 wehrmacht believes he abandoned his post he's a coward Mm. as a viewer i was like he's probably dead yeah and then as the film progressed, it implied that he was actually with the resistance. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that would somewhat explain um, kind of Rosie's uh, stance towards the Nazis. Right. Um, likely wasn't just one thing, but um, a prior thing. Anyway, um, so, and, and so JoJo's missing this father figure uh, mm-hmm. in his life. 
somewhat replaced by imaginary Hitler. Yep. yep. And uh, it, it's just such an interesting dynamic to see all this uh, fold out. And um, it, it, I don't know if you have anything further to say about Elsa, but I'd love to talk about uh, Rosie and how uh, what she brings to the table as far as just being a great mom for Jojo. One last thing I have to say about Elsa, which ties into Rosie's character, is that I just like how it showcased the complete hypocrisy of the Nazi ideology through Elsa because there's this wonderful scene where the Gestapo comes knocking on Jojo's door Mm -hmm. and I guess they they got a tip from someone that they're hiding Jews. They mask it as, oh, it's just a routine check and they're ransacking the whole house and Elsa, who was hiding in between the walls, was out in the open and said, I'm Jojo's sister. Mm. And if the Nazi ideology was true, they would have been like, no, you're Jewish. Mm -hmm. But she looks like anybody else. She looks like a normal German girl because she is a normal German girl. Mm -hmm. Just so happens that she has Jewish descent. Right. And I just love how she just passes as quote Aryan. Yeah. And, and that's uh, explored in the Wolfenstein games too. Yeah. And I, I think that scene is hilarious because one Stephen merchants in it. Yes. Um, he's kind of like <laughs> the leader great. of, uh, the Gestapo in this town. And, um, I, I, I also love, there's this, um, a bit of, bit of mockery going on, um, because he steps in and there's like, 17 other Gestapo officers coming in and every single time they come in and uh and Stephen Merchant introduces them uh they have to uh start the greeting with Heil Hitler and then he has to reply Heil Hitler <laughs> every single time that they come in yeah and so it's it's this ridiculous dance where he's saying Heil <laughs> Hitler like 37 times and it just it, it's to me it read as like a mockery of the the German bureaucracy at that time that 100%. Um, they're 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 so devoted to uh, the the Nazi ideology that mm-hmm. they have to go through this this dance and rigmarole the whole time, even <laughs> as ridiculous as it might be. Yeah, um, they're so committed to it that they have to do it and are not self aware of how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So and it's also during the scene that Elsa uh, kind of uh, she makes a mistake. She. Uh, says I'm Jojo's sister, and my birthday is da 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 da. And the first of May. Yes, and as it turns out, it is the wrong date. Yeah, but um, Stephen Merchant he seems to recognize this, but lets them go anyway. And uh, to find out what happens, we first have to talk about Rosie. Yes. So Rosie is played by Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. Black Widow. Oh my God! <laughs> How'd they get her? A lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) I I think uh, Watiti and uh, Scarlett Johansson, I think they're friends from working with the Marvel movies. Mm. But yeah, like her character is ultra interesting because like you said, she's a single mom and she's raising her son who is a diehard Nazi fan. Mm -hmm. And she hates the Nazis Mm -hmm. to the point where 
I guess she is an informant or a contact in the German resistance against mm-hmm. the Nazis. Yes, and we see her at at a couple different points, uh, kind of handing out anti-Nazi literature or mm-hmm. like planting it around town. Yep. So um, she's doing what she can, but she's also you know working a shitty job for the German war effort and having to come home and raise her son. And it's just a lot for a single mother to do. Um, but there, this is kind of where the heart of the movie is. And there's, she's genuinely charming as this uh, kind of get it done single mother. Um, she's always trying to be as optimistic as she can for Jojo and vibrant and exuberant. Yeah. And um, one of the best examples of this is when, you know, Jojo's being a little brat towards <laughs> his mom. Yeah. And, uh, just not treating her well because, well, he has these kind of conflicting uh, ideologies going on and he's taking it out on her. And so she actually very playfully um, dresses up as uh, Jojo's father and, you know, smears some soot on her face for like a five o'clock shadow and then kind of, you know, jokingly role plays as him yeah. uh, to kind of tell him what to do and then kind of angrily uh she tells jojo not to uh talk to his mom that way and it 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 hits jojo pretty hard it's a it's a tender spot and so then they kind of make up for it by um you know jojo's father in disguise tells him to uh take his mom out for a dance and so Mm. they put some music on and they dance and uh rosie says that dancing is one of the few free things you can do in Germany that nobody can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. And that, that scene is just so amazing because it, for me demonstrates the kind of range that Scarlett Johansson has as an actor. And, um, it, it really is kind of the, the heart of the movie. Um, Jojo's relationship with his mom, uh, as it relates to Elsa and, uh, imaginary Hitler. <laughs> um, th- this, very much it's 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 hard to it's hard to communicate to somebody who's not seen the film uh that a movie about not nazis and hitler youth and imaginary hitler uh could have could be so wholesome Mm. and emotionally endearing and it really manages to do so because of jojo's mom yeah because the movie has the backdrop of world war ii but the central themes are Things that a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what country you're you're from or what time period it is, which is another reason why I appreciate the film so much because it is inherently timeless. Because yes. if they were to make it a little bit more relatable contemporarily, topical, topical wise, given the time period it was made, I don't think we would be talking about it today. Well, it we would for bad. different reasons. Yeah, that's It'd be true. like Star Trek Picard. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, going back to the movie, like Scarlett Johansson's performance and her motherly figure over JoJo was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought she... Hit it out of the park. I think she won an award for that role as well. Oh? I don't know if she won, but she was for sure um, 
nominated for an Oscar for that performance. It's it's worthy of one. Yeah. Yes. So um, the we have Jojo and his mom. The Gestapo visit, seemingly move on, and uh, unfortunately, uh, soon after, Jojo's kind of going about his business, um, walking around town, and uh, he sees his mother has been uh, hanged in the public square. Yeah. Um, heartbreaking moment, especially the way that they uh, reveal it. Rosie's got these uh, bright red shoes that she wears everywhere, mm. and. Um, the 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 reveal shot of it is like just her feet hanging there yeah um yeah so that is as you would guess heartbreaking for jojo Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the catalyst for the third act of this movie where uh you know germany's crumbling yeah uh, around him and uh imaginary hitler is getting more and more uh unhinged (laughs) and um it comes to this point where uh and, and and Jojo's relationship with Elsa is developing um, where, you know, she says she has a boyfriend and he's kind of playfully like writing letters as the boyfriend saying like, you're, you're awful. I'm going to break up with you. And then <laughs> it actually hurts her. And so he's like, actually, no, just kidding. Um, and, and so this relationship develops and then uh, the, the movie, the movie ends with a kind of allied uh, invasion of the town mm-hmm. uh, where everything that Jojo has been struggling with is kind of coming to a head and he has to make a decision about. And so yeah. you have the inhabitants of the town. Um, you have the Nazis who are this kind of like retreating army that's uh, arrived at the town and uh, you have the allies invading, you have the Hitler youth and it just finally devolves into this fight where, yeah. Uh, Jojo manages to convince his friends and the Hitler youth to basically fight against the Nazis um, for the allies. And towards the end, um, how, how did, uh, how did Jojo get that, that Nazi coat? So Sam Rockwell's character, who was the officer that lost his eye, mm-hmm. who was like Jojo's boss, he put it on him. Actually, no. No. It was actually Rebel Wilson. Okay. And she was like the secretary to Sam Rockwell. Right. And she was like arming the Hitler youth like, here. She stuck a grenade to some kid's back like, <laughs> go give the Americans a hug. And she like pushes him. I forgot about that. That's and then hilarious. giving a Luger to um, Jojo's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, who And side note on that little bit of world building um the hitler youth uniforms were made out of paper yes and i'm just watching that i'm like you know your country's fucked (laughs) when your armed forces are using paper as uniforms yeah that's bad that's really bad cotton was too important for the war effort (laughs) (laughs) paper (laughs) yeah uh, and so she gave Jojo the jacket to wear. Like you need to look like a Nazi, so we know not to shoot you. And gotcha. That's yeah. that's it. Um, and so he's wearing this, and Sam Rockwell's character. Um, they they kind of drop hints pretty subtly throughout the movie that he's not so chill with the Nazis as you would imagine. Um, and also that he is gay. 
Yes, he is a he is a lover. The Theon the Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and so uh, they they drop some hints over time where uh, I think at one point he kind of reacts sarcastically to some of the claims that Jojo was making about Jewish people, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, there, there it's also kind of set up that he was a war hero at some point and mm. uh, was like disgraced or kind of cast out for some reason that you know he ends up as a coach for the Hitler youth right um and at at one point Jojo kind of like uh surprises him at his desk and he's got uh a a very flamboyant outfit sketched out with like colored pencils and crayons and stuff like that um and in one sense it's a joke just because he's so bored and it's nothing to do that he's drawing but it it comes full circle when at the end uh he he decides to along with uh his lover um fight against uh, uh the nazis and they have fashioned their own uniform <laughs> matching mm-hmm. the sketch yeah um including uh pink triangles which uh for those in the know uh those were the signifiers that they attached to uh the clothes of people in concentration camps if uh if they were there for their homosexuality what yeah I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, like the okay. like the Jews had the Star of David, and yes. there are a couple other symbols for um, let's shall we say problematic groups that got sent to wow. uh, the camps, and so a pink triangle was uh, if you're a homosexual. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a couple wow. other symbols I can't recall them right now. Um, if you were like disabled or a mm-hmm. political prisoner or some such. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was a very neat detail they included. Wow. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. They wore that as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Wow. Literally. Yes. And so um, the battle ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Allies have won, and they're kind of rounding up prisoners, including Sam Rockwell. And he basically sees that uh, because JoJo has this Nazi coat on, yes, uh, they're going to round up JoJo as a prisoner. And so um, he... Is, Sam Rockwell basically puts his life on the line and says, "Like, give me that coat. I'm gonna wear it." And he kind of goes down as 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 a Nazi, and he makes a big enough ruckus that JoJo can get away, yeah. and unfortunately ends up executed on the spot mm-hmm. by the Allies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that too is um, I, I wouldn't say he's as directly a father figure as imaginary Hitler was, but in a way, he kind of fills that role at the end, and we do see mm-hmm. some growth and character development for his character and that was pretty neat to see yeah i like that wholesome Mm -hmm. not not good for the character right he ends up giving his life but he does so so jojo can live yes and it's that kind of self-sacrifice over self-aggrandizing that uh, shows a kind of more noble and uh, heroic path for a character mm-hmm. like him instead of uh, submitting to the Nazi ideology or right. just trying to get by in this kind of low status that he finds himself in. He's able to transcend that. Yeah. I liked one of his final lines, which was, because Jojo asked him, like, what's happening? And Sam Rockwell's character was like, this is the end. Like, we did it. This mm-hmm. is what happens now. And then... Then he like shoes him away and takes the jackets. But I thought that was an honorable 
thing to like face. He knows he's going to die. Yeah. And he was, and he accepted it. He was like, yeah. And did one last good deed. He mm-hmm. saved Jojo. Wow. It's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And so Jojo now free runs back to the house. Elsa is there and they chit chat for a little bit about, um, you know, Jojo lies to her, says that Germany is one. And, um, Elsa kind of reveals that, uh, and, and I think he says it so that she thinks that her boyfriend will come back from the war. Um, right. But she kind of confesses that uh, her boyfriend has been fake this whole time. Um, and she doesn't really, uh, that's not a relationship that she has. Yeah. And then Jojo, you know, confesses his feelings for her and she, and, you know, fesses up that no, the allies have won. And she's like, well, I'm a little bit old for you, you nine-year-old, So, yeah. uh, but I can love you as a friend. And with nothing else to do, they dance. Yeah. She, she exits the house and she sees the American Jeep go by with the flag. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was just a great moment because like, it came full circle with Scarlett Johansson's character saying that, you know, Dancing is the one last free thing you can do here. Mm-hmm. And Jojo asks Elsa, you know, when the war is done, what are you going to do when you're free? And she was like, I'm going to dance. Echoing Scarlett Johansson's character. And then what they do at the, at the end, they dance. Mm-hmm. And it was so poignant and powerful. It was such a great ending to this movie. Indeed. And then, uh, movie ends with a with a quote on the screen from Rain, Rainer Maria Rilke mm-hmm. uh, let everything happen to you beauty and terror just keep going no feeling is final such a beautiful movie about Hitler Armand <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think that ending quote meant to you it's about it's about perseverance um, mm. it mm. means that uh, it, it's kind of this triumph of uh, the Jewish spirit over um, and, 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 and others like them who suffered under the Nazi regime and saying like, you yeah. know what, um, as awful and evil uh, as things can be that happen, um, they will pass away just like anything else. And uh, what you can control is the kind of attitude that you take mm-hmm. towards it and your how you engage with life and it matters that you keep that hope alive and um, maintain that good spirit about you and yeah. uh, have that courage to do the right thing as well. Um, because those are the kind of things that nobody, however evil as they may be, uh, can never take away from you. And so why not value and cherish that mm. and encourage it to grow as much as you can? Absolutely. Well said. And side note to that, earlier in the film when Elsa was like poking fun at Jojo, she was like, oh, you think you're so powerful, you Aryans? Well, my group of people, we wrestled angels. We fought giants. And she's like referencing these stories in the Old Testament. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I got chills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because that is quite a legacy to live up to mm-hmm. as a Jewish person. And yeah, that's awesome. 
But yeah, I mean, nothing. Life is life is suffering. It's rife with suffering, but at the end of the day, you can't lose hope. Indeed. Um, I wanted to point out one one final detail okay. that I thought was neat that didn't really fit in anywhere. Um, What's that one detail, Aaron? Well, uh, you hear music throughout the film, mm -hmm. almost all uh, German folk music, um, Richard Wagner, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but when Rosie is dancing with Jojo, uh, she puts on a Ella Fitzgerald record, uh, notably um, American black jazz music that, wow. uh, you know, they're not dancing to... Um, you know, Nazi music, German music, whatever. Uh, it's just a small little detail that, you know, mm. Rosie's she's, she's open to a, a, a wider world. That's a lot more different than hers. And, yeah. uh, is it, it, the, the, the dance to that is this kind of life giving, uh, force to their relationship. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's a neat, neat, this, this movie's full of neat little details like that. So mm -hmm. even if you've seen it, I would encourage you to watch it again. Mm -hmm. Probably going to pick up something new each time. That is a hallmark of a good director that mm -hmm. cares about his craft to have enough research to put in those little tiny Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. That's eagle eye over here. <laughs> <laughs> eagle ears in this case. Yes. So Aaron, to end the show, we like to do one reason why. What is the one reason you would give somebody to watch Jojo Rapids? My reason why is the last few years have been crazy. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree. And this, this movie kind of deals with that in a way that's refreshing and mature and thoughtful in a way that will get you thinking, um, but also get you dreaming. And that is what great art is supposed to do. I came away from this movie with, a, a, you know, having shed a few tears, but a spring in my step. And it, it's a very life giving movie. And it's rare that one of those really comes around and the way that it can make you laugh, make you think, and make you feel, that's hard to replicate. And it's hard to do so in a way that um, will get you thinking about your everyday life and, how, and, and what that means now. So I would highly recommend the movie for that reason. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well said. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I agree because when I was watching it, I went through the full range of emotion too. Mm-hmm. I laughed, I cried, and then by the end, I had this sense of hope that humanity is a little bit brighter than how we perceive it to be from mm-hmm. time to time. And with Jojo Rabbit, even though it is a movie about Nazis, imaginary Hitler, and all these ridiculous things, it pokes holes in the ideology that caused so much suffering and so much death in the last 20th century mm-hmm. that we can have this movie that says, not only is this bad, this ideology, but it's it's comically bad. Mm-hmm. And we should never have seen it rise up ever again. And with this film, you can apply that to other ideology is another extreme thought and yeah i think this movie is very important not only is it entertaining but it's important i think everyone should watch this movie and come away with thoughts that challenge whatever status quo that they're under indeed yeah well said thank you But that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about Jojo Rabbit by Taiki Watiti. Please check it out where it is available. And now I would like to take a moment to thank my guest, Aaron, for coming on to the show. As always, Armand, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I always love our conversations. Gets nice and deep. Mm Mm-hmm. Way up in there. (laughs) To extract some some nuggets of truth. Yes. Yes, truth seeker, my friend. (laughs) Even in the darkest and most foul of places, we will go where we need to go. Yes. Yes. For you, dear listener, that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) But if you'd like to keep the Jojo Rabbit conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate, the C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, Syndicate on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Have Discord? Feel free to join the growing film community here at syndicate.com forward slash discord where you can catch myself along with other podcasters like Aaron and listeners talking about this movie and others. But if we missed anything during this conversation, please send us a message at info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. Goodbye.